Hi, this is Melissa Bunny from Ad Infinitum, and you're listening to The Hellhounds of Horror. Welcome to a special edition of Hellhounds of Horror. It is spooky season and I hope you all are enjoying your Halloween. Today we have the privilege of chatting with the symphonic metal onslaught, Ad Infinitum. Melissa is here chatting about their newly released album, Chapter 2 Legacy, which includes smash hit Unstoppable, which we will be playing for you at the end of this episode. The album draws influence from the paradoxical life and subsequent afterlife of Vlad the Impaler, also known as Dracula. Let's get into it. How are you doing today? Um, I'm good. How are you guys? We're, we're doing great. Well, I'm doing great. David, doing how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I was a little rocky this morning, but I'm, I'm doing I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Rock is what we're all about today because we're joined by <laughs> po- quite possibly one of my new favorite metal bands. Um, oh. So we've both been obsessed with, uh, with the songs that were sent over. <laughs> so I just wow. want to get that out of the way. So. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're you're most welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on. The album draws a lot of influences from um, the life and afterlife of uh, Vlad the Impaler, and I also noticed that the first album, um, Legacy Chapter One, was related to the Marching of Versailles. Is that is that right? Yeah, it was like um, about the life of Louis the Fourteenth. Ah, okay, perfect. Um, so is. Are, are you like a history fanatic? Are you something that you've grown up? Well, how does a, a history take a, a factor in your songwriting? Or mm, just, uh, I think it's a it's a it's a great way to um, to find inspiration. There's so many events, like meaningful events that that happened in the past, that characters from like yeah, history from all over the world actually are great source of inspiration and um there's some of them that inspire me like for example um i, f- I find um vlad's dracula fascinating in so many ways or also we the 14 for the first album so i think it's a very very interesting source of inspiration especially for lyrics and uh, was there any particular like was there any books or any um, papers or anything that, that really drew that influence out when you were writing the songs for this album um, actually, we decided the, the, the character of Vlad uh, Dracula um, together with the band and then I made some research. I mean, I knew for sure the, the basics and the, the stories like the Dracula side of the story or so because Empire and all, the, all those stories that we all know. But um, I really made some research afterwards um, via documentaries or movies or readings to know a bit more about the, the topic. So since the album is more about, you know, or, or about Vlad and Taylor, um, there's there's a lot of horror movies that are involved with, you know, Dracula, things like that. Um, are there some movies that inspired that? And also, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, I would say that um, the movies that uh, inspired me for, um, yeah, for the album are more, those like uh, the typical 
um, Count Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, because of this uh, afterlife. And you know, this, this, those movies are very, they, they use the life of Vlad Dracula as the beginning of the story of the character, and then they transform it into a vampire, which is more inspired by Trans Transylvanian superstitions, but they combine it into one character. And I think that's the that's what's reflected in the album. You have a part of the life of Dracula, which is what really happened to the, the um, Vlad the Impaler. And there's the other side, which is the, the myths and the, the vampires and, and and all the stories that that were born after his death. So definitely this. I love that. I really do. <laughs> um, yeah, funny, uh, funny you mentioned that. Uh, Bram Stoker actually wrote Dracula at a castle that my cousins used to live nearby. So I actually got the opportunity oh. to go there. And it's in ruins now. It's like on the cliff on like a seaside. And it's in this like little town in Scotland called Cruden Bay. And oh. uh, Bram Stoker apparently wrote Dracula there. And he lived there for a number of number of years while he was while he was writing it, and it's it's a it's an eerie place. It's really like run down and, and really sea damaged, as you would expect being on top of a cliff. But um, it's it's just very eerie. But I, I realized I didn't reply to the the second part of the question. My favorite horror movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, was, I was just double checking that. <laughs> Actually, I was like, wait, did you um, this is hard to say because I I watch horror movies but very often when i'm not alone <laughs> right so it's not like i watch tons of them but um mm, would, I would you say, say is there, would you say is there anything recent that you saw that you know that you yeah watched? actually there's one that i saw yesterday and i'm trying to remember the name um oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe you can help me maybe you've seen it um so Give me one second. I have to explain properly. Okay. This is um, uh, oh shit. It's a it's it's one of a series. There's, there's there's several movies of that series, and this one is about there's this kid that is um, possessed by a demon, and they do a an, an exorcism on him, and uh, there's this guy, young guy who. Um, takes him and tells to the demon directly in, in the through the eyes of the kid take me he's just a young boy take me and the demon goes through and and oh how is it called it's a it's a series of horror movies and i think always the same actors oh um is, is it american horror story no no no, it no, is? no it's not no it's not american horror story it's an american movie sorry um the conjuring like yes the, the, is it one of those uh, uh because there's, there's like three or four movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three, right. three movies. Yeah. Give me one um, second. I want to know now because <laughs> okay. it's so annoying. <laughs> the Conjuring. So it, it sounds familiar. Uh, the one I saw recently was The Devil Made Me Do It. That's the new one. <laughs> yeah, it's The Conjuring. Exactly. It's the The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, that's what I thought. This okay. one yeah. is so good. Yeah. It and was. American Horror Stories, I love. I I love. And I watch or American Horror Story and Stories. Right. I've not seen stories. I've not seen that yeah. yet, but I've heard good things. So and good. American Horror Story is just iconic. It's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah I actually, short stories. Short stories yeah. Um, I did. I enjoyed The Devil Made Me Do It. It was, it was pretty good. Um, the other two in the Conjuring series are quite 
they're quite comical. I think they're they're this uh, the skate the scares in it are really good. They really the jump scares are so good. <laughs> I guess we have the time. <laughs> Me too. I, I knew like for example, there's this typical atmosphere where you know there's this music. Music goes down. Mm-hmm. And you're like there's no music anymore, and you're like, no, don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. And it works every time with me. Every time. Same. Same. <laughs> uh, another thing I notice um, is when there's there's like a ghost supposed to appear or something like that. There's usually a really low frequency bass noise that is apparently yes. the the science behind it is it's supposed to make you feel uneasy. As soon as that hits your ears, it's supposed to make you feel like filled with dread. Apparently. Uh, there's a number of movies that do it. It uh, works. But, oh. Yeah, it does. I think <laughs> I notice it a lot in the Paranormal Activity movies. Yes. They always have this like sort of low-frequency noise almost that just makes you feel like, oh, no, something bad's going <laughs> to happen. And then when it comes and you, you still get scared, they're telling you exactly what's happening and you still get scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just brilliant filmmaking. But um, sometimes you make it both scary and creepy at the same time. And this is the thing that I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Conjuring movies are really good at doing that. You're, yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right on that. There's, there's these, ca- these characters, like the the, the dead, you know, the, the, there's this dead guy who comes back to life at some point, I think. Or what is it? Yeah, I think it's this. And both, you know, he's going to scare you. But on top of it, he has this face that is like, even if you, ah, it's just scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary. I, you know, they, they kind of broke off a little bit, you know, with Conjuring, like the Annabelle and the Nun, things like that. I think the only one that I was disappointed with was the Nun because when she had a small, small appearance in, I think it was the, the second movie, um, mm-hmm. that scared me. It legit scared me. But the movie <laughs> itself, the standalone movie, just didn't do the same for me as yeah. that. Yeah, it was, it was not yeah. good. <laughs> um do you as a band do you guys ever watch horror movies together or we watched ever... uh <laughs> no we did. i was i was gonna make a horrible joke no we <laughs> we, we no we don't <laughs> we, the only you most of the time when we meet we only watch um our own performances <laughs> fair enough yeah that's fair enough <laughs> It's like, oh my god! <laughs> what did you do? No, That's no. the horror. Uh, so uh, when you do watch horror movies, you know you settle in for the night. You're about to watch the movie. I always ask every single person that we interview this: What is your favorite snack when you're watching a horror movie? Oh my god! I have a list. <laughs> Good. We love a list. Well, it depends on it depends on on my mood. But sometimes um, I would have chips with dips. You know. Like you make this, you you take this um, uh, creme fraiche, this mm-hmm. cream, you know, um, kind of heavy cream actually, with uh, this um, mix of spices and some assortment of chips, <laughs> quality really snacks. <laughs> that is that's probably one of the most unique answers that we've had, honestly. Really? Yeah. Ev- everyone usually it? picks popcorn or like candy, but. <laughs> I mean, a, is, a good chip and dip is right upper echelon film watching. Yeah, and then with this, you need a um, fresh drink, and right. and that's it. Yeah. Nice. And what what type Very of simple? Drink, what type of drink would you go for? It depends. It could be a ginger beer, or I don't know, a f- fruit juice or Coke or 
Nice. Yeah, depends. <laughs> All depends but on the Or cider. I like cider. Ah. Oh, nice. Well, one question I did have was, uh, if you were to be killed in a horror movie, how, mm-hmm. would, it, how would it be? Well, I would rather be the killer. <laughs> I think everyone would pick like that. <laughs> if I have to be killed in the horror movie, okay, there's two options. Either I would be possessed by a demon and I would, like, how do you say, get out in a bang, like, kill tons of people and then, ugh. Right, or, and then just exorcise the demon. Yeah, exactly. Or um, in an epic battle against dark forces. Ooh. Now that she said that, I went to go see Antlers this weekend. And if I were to die in a movie like that, I think I would want to go out in some big battle with some kind of mythical creature. Because uh. that Wendigo was crazy. Like when they, they showed it towards the end, actual body and everything, they did it really well. Uh, Guillermo killed it with that movie. In, in terms of in terms of music, then um, do you have any uh, influences both on your your sort of singing style or your songwriting style? Like, do what are some of your influences from from music? When I got into metal, uh, bands who who inspired me and who um, yeah inspired me also to to write music were bands like Nightwish or Camelot or Delane, Within Temptation, um, many many others. But all the you know this. Epica as well, um, between symphonic metal and power metal. Yeah, and then I, I broadened my horizon and, and I started to listen to a lot of other bands doing something different. Like, for example, then afterwards I started to listen to Arch Enemy, which was obviously one of the the influences for the growls. Mm-hmm. Um, also the Agonist, um, back when they had uh, Alyssa and yeah, obviously, there's there's lots and lots of bands who inspired me, and then I, I thanks to all the bands I was listening to, I found what suits my voice best, and this is how I found out how I wanted to create Ad Infinitum. That's fantastic! With some incredible bands there <laughs> that I definitely <laughs> have grown up with over the years. When I started first first listening to Alestorm, I called them Alestorm for the longest time. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it was I I thought I had it right and then somebody's oh no it's Aelstorm it's like well shit <laughs> <laughs> how, how was I wrong for all these years <laughs> but you know also in the because I'm, I'm from the French-speaking part of Switzerland and um, I, I only moved a few years ago so sometimes you have also the French-speaking version of the, of a band name and then it's hard to getting out to get it out of your head because sometimes it's so wrong so so wrong. <laughs> you almost like give yourself a language barrier by <laughs> by telling yourself this is how I see it. But <laughs> so now that the uh, the new album has released, um, are y'all planning any tours um, upcoming? Like, are are you planning on staying in the Europe area, coming to the states, things like that? Before I answer, I just want to lower expectations because there's still COVID nineteen around and restrictions and. And also we're a small band, so it's difficult to make promises, but we're discussing two European tours in the near future and potentially one US tour. But this is also something like, you know, we're discussing it. Of it's course. not really up to us. So yeah. we really want to make it happen, but uh, it will depend on a lot of things. Yeah, of course. I mean, COVID has been a huge, huge factor in a lot of things. I think it's good to see that 
there's more stuff happening around the world. Things are starting to yeah. loosen up a bit. So I mean, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I, I know that um, on, on one of the one of the singles, you had a guest star on your um, on on your song. If you had to have a, a guest appearance from anyone, alive or dead, who would you want to guest appear on a song that you wrote and you recorded and everything? Who would you uh, who would you pick? Anyone. Oh, I would love to have the singer of Muse, Matt Bellamy, on the song. That would be so sick. <laughs> that would be that would be super cool. I mean, Muse is one of my favorite bands. The bands that I think are the most amazing, and that you know, they always create art. I mean, it's just not just music. It's like unbelievable songwriting. So, yeah, would be would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you seen Muse live? No, that's one of my goals. I want to see them. Have you? Uh yes. I've I've seen them live once. It was a festival in Scotland, like oh. ten years ago, maybe even longer. It was just unreal. And then, um, in terms of your 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 style of metal, um, is is there any any other like male singers, female singers from that genre that you would like to have um, guest star? Just sort of pigeonholing it a little bit there. Mm, from metal. Um, yeah, there's several actually, but it depends on the kind of song. Uh, I can think of at least two, <laughs> but it is very, very different. I'd love to uh, collaborate on a song with Florianson, for example, because her voice is one of the most amazing um, in metal and maybe even more than metal. Actually, she's she's a brilliant singer. And um, another one is Corey Taylor. It's very different, and it would be a very different song, but it would be cool yeah. as well. I do love Corey Taylor. He's uh, yeah. he he is a huge horror fan. He is. Oh, is he? He is a huge collector. Um, okay. In terms of just everything, really, I think he collects comic books and and all that sort of stuff. It's it's great to see the parallels between music and horror. It would be so cool to make music for a horror movie. Right. Yeah. That maybe be- maybe that's maybe that's another another avenue for uh, adding on the list. On the list, <laughs> horror movie music. I have some time tomorrow to start thinking about. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then with the likes of um, the COVID in, in place, how is how is that affected the, the band in terms of things like songwriting, production? Like, how is that been a factor for for you guys, or positivity well- for that matter? Both. Uh, first, we were very disappointed to, to, you know, cancel tours and plans. But then we turned it around and we created much more content online and uh, second album and an, ac- an acoustic album. So I think in the end, we reproduced much more than we would have if the pandemic had never happened. And I think even though it's very different to to promote an album only online, um, I think the result of everything we we created on top of what was originally planned made the band maybe grow faster or spread the music faster. Brilliant. No, I'm really glad to hear that. Everyone sort of took the pivot to online only. What was the process like for writing the songs for, for this album? Like, would you go away and like write lyrics and you would put music to it? Or would it be a case of putting music to already written lyrics? I'm always curious to know how that works. We just uh, went with the flow, with inspiration. Um, there's some songs that started with vocal ideas. There's some songs that started with um, ideas from the guitar player, from the bass player, from the drummer. So it really was really like we 
we share all of our ideas and then everyone works on every single idea and then we choose the best songs. We worked a lot with, we transfer Skype, Dropbox because we live in three, uh, in two different countries. Right. And this was, this was actually okay because that's the way bands work a lot nowadays. Um, there's a lot of people like I, I'm thinking about, for example, Arch and Me with someone in Canada, someone in Sweden, a few in Sweden, someone. I mean, there's t tons of bands with with that configuration, and and yeah, it just works. Um, we we all share our ideas, and then we all work on every single one of them, and mostly like everyone works on his own parts. Like I will not say, hey, can you do a solo uh, like this? Mm, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although now we are very, very impatient to finally go on tour. Of course. Because, I mean, we can still write a third album, but <laughs> it would yeah. be nice to promote the first and second one. Of course, right? right? right. Yeah. And get to see the people that are that, are, mm. that you've reached out to through your music. Melissa, we really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, we really, truly wish you all the best with the uh, with the future. Do you want to let everyone know like, like your social media handles if you want to just... Sure. Well, we have <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do we use Twitter? No, we don't really use Twitter. Forget about this. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. We have YouTube. Um, you just search for at Infinitum Official on, on Instagram and Facebook and in at Infinitum Music on, on YouTube. And uh, otherwise, via Napalm Records, where all our music videos are and if you want to get the CD as well, it's on their uh, web shop. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but Great. thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's it's very nice to have a different approach, um, a different talk uh, via horror movies. And I, even though I'm not the, the the biggest expert because I'm a little bit of a, a chicken, you say? <laughs> oh, <what is> it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I, I do like movies a lot and I do like a good scare with a good right. snack. A good snack. <laughs> yes. Chips and dip is the way forward. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> and don't feel bad about being a chicken because as much as I watch horror movies, it is a long stretch to the to my bathroom to go and come back in the dark. And it's not right? a, it's not a walk I want to take by myself. So I totally feel that. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Now we have a very special treat from Napalm Records. This is a clip from one of the singles, Unstoppable, which is available on Chapter 2 Legacy by Ad Infinitum. Check it out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to music.
thanks very much for joining us, guys. If you'd like to keep up to date with the Hellhounds, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hellhounds of Horror. There, you can also find links to our individual social media pages. Be sure to give us a follow on your favourite streaming platform to stay up to date with any new episodes. And we're available on Google, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor and more. We'll catch your asses down the road and remember, you know where you can always find us? Deep in the pits of hell. 